All right, we are back. This is the One of None podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Andrew Ganung. I'm your other host, Dr. Jonah Casella. And we are back for another episode. Jonah, I am very excited about this topic today. Um, oh, yeah. Before we start, I want to thank everyone, as as always, for listening. Um, we started posting on Apple Podcasts lately, and we've been getting a good response, and um, especially on the YouTube, too. So um, keep following us on all that stuff. You can follow us on Instagram at one of none pod. Jonah and I are pretty much always reposting stuff on there. Um, and then uh, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on YouTube. We're uploading once uh, once a week at this point, potentially two times a week. But right now, no, we're at once a week. So without further ado, Jonah, let's get into it today. All right. Yeah, so we're actually going to talk about a topic or a question that was brought up from somebody that listens to the podcast. It's a really good topic. So here's what they said to us or to Andrew. They said, hey, Andrew, we were chatting earlier today about the marathon training, about my marathon training, and we had a cool convo about mental and physical strength when it comes to pushing yourself past your limits. That could be a cool topic for you and Jonah to discuss in the podcast, leveraging mental toughness to push past physical discomfort, but knowing when to listen to physical pain to avoid injury. And they said, it's a real one for me. How hard can I push my pace or push myself before I risk injury or in other circumstances, risk burnout and things like that? So this is a great topic that we're going to get yeah. into today. Yeah. Now, the first time I got this text message, I I already immediately loved it, just like every other topic that we talk about on here. Uh, but I think this is one that a lot of people can relate to because I think that we have a lot of high functioning listeners on this podcast. And I think that sometimes that's a, that's a common question, at least that I get in the clinic on a pretty regular basis. Some folks that are just starting out getting into PT with me or my staff, I think people don't know and understand the basic level of, of how far to push into muscular fatigue or Sometimes I have people who are running seven marathons in seven days at a sub three hour marathon pace, and they are pushing the absolute boundaries of what we think humans can do. So um, I think it's a great topic that we can all relate to, whether you're just starting out in the gym and you're trying to understand what's normal and what's not normal. And then I think it relates really well to how you perform in business and in life too because sometimes we don't know how far we can push our bodies and we think what we're doing is the absolute maximum. And when in reality, we're really not even scratching the surface. So yeah. Jonah, you want to hop close. in and kind of like talk about a lot that? of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Our bodies physically and our minds mentally are way stronger than, you know, we realize that they are in most circumstances. And yeah, so we're going to talk about how to push mentally and physically to your limits without, you know, risking injury, risking burnout, um, those, those sorts of things, because that, that can definitely set you back. You know, there's a difference between not being super experienced in the gym and thinking you're, you know, mentally tough and throwing weight around and hurting yourself and doing it with a lot of knowledge, knowing the form and technique and uh, pushing your absolute limits in a safe way. And uh, also just being mentally tough and why that's so important and not just 
you know, when you're trying to run a marathon or bench 300 pounds, but in your everyday life and how that affects you just from day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is what I do for a living. This is my wheelhouse. So I help people move without being in pain, whether you're talking about a 80 year old woman who wants to just walk in less pain or bend over in less pain, or some of these people, like I mentioned earlier that are running, you know, crazy endurance races or, you know, doing whatever they're doing on a day-to-day basis and pushing their body every single day. So let's talk physically first. For those listening out there who are more of the experienced weightlifters or runners or whatever the case is, there is, you have to be able to understand what you're doing prior to trying to do something like a crazy feat. Like if you want to run a marathon, you're not going to run a marathon the first time you run in a year and a half. That's stupid straight up. So same thing with benching. You're not going to go and try and bench 315 when you haven't benched anything in five years. So there is working up to it. And I think we all understand that. Um, You have to start small and then build. We talk about compounding again every single week. And it's the same thing in in the gym or in any type of endurance feat that you're trying to complete. It's you have to build up your capacity, your muscular and you know, muscular endurance and your capacity physically to be able to adapt to those types of environments that you're exposing yourself to in those feats. Um, and so that's like the basic premise of that. Now, when you are enduring those types of things, like running a marathon like Jonah did, or you're trying to move a lot of weight, like 455 pounds, like I did, you have to be able to understand that you have to get past the mental barriers that could potentially be limiting your physical success. So I think Jonah, you can talk about this when you're at mile 16 and the suck starts to really suck. You're physically able to do it. You've, you have built up your capacity because in your training, you were smart and you trained up to 22, 23 miles, 24 miles. I don't remember what you finished at. What was the last 20? Okay. So, okay. So even less. Yeah. So you built up to 20 but you knew you could do it. And if it meant you slowed down your pace or something or your cadence, you were able to still achieve 26 miles. But there was a lot of talking with the devil that you probably had during it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That you know you had to overcome in order to achieve that. And Yeah, and you made a a really good point in what you're saying is that in my training, right? And just like Andrew was saying, you know, just to give you background on this, I ran a marathon in May of this year and... I rent, I trained in three months to run it, which is a short amount of time to train for a marathon. And that was after not running since undergrad four and a half years prior. So, you know, I had to start really slow, really small, running just a few miles. And that, that was hard, even just jump stepping into that and running a, a few miles after not running ever, you know, running at like a 10 minute pace was mentally and physically very, very hard. So yeah, you have to build that up and you start small and even that sucks a lot of times and you, you know, you build it up over time until you're getting close to race day or, you know, whatever you're doing and you're, you're putting in 20 miles. And so, yeah, mentally at that point, you know, that you can do it. You put in the work. It's like, just as we said, leading up to the exams, we put in all that work leading up to it, doing the little steps matters. 
And yeah, so when mile 20 comes around mile 21 during that marathon, you know, you're, you're really in a world of pain. It, it's pain that you have never experienced before because you've never been there. So you, you don't know what to expect that level of cramping and just being as absolutely drained of all caloric intake that you've had, you know, leading up to that. And during that day, it's a feeling that I will never ever forget and uh was very tough mentally to get past so yeah how did how do you get past that mentally right um well one of it is in your preparation like we talked about preparation is so key like we're saying over and over again because i knew in my mind after i did the 20 miles even before that when i did 15 and 17 on different days i i was like mentally i know i can do it i built i've been here i know this is gonna suck I'm embracing that. I know I can do it. So in your preparedness, you're there. And then this, the second part of that is you're, you're already in the suck and it's already so painful. Um, you just have to embrace that and just keep pushing through it. And that just, that comes with time. I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit with this, but there's, you just don't know what to expect. You get to that point in the race and your legs are cramping, you're locking up, you're so exhausted and you still have four miles left. And four miles is not a short distance to run just on like a regular day for somebody who doesn't run that often. And so, yeah, you just have to, uh, to endure it. Well, you, I mean, you hit on it, dude. Like I'm, we didn't prep much for this besides just talking and writing down, drawing down some notes. Like we always do about, what we're going to talk about, but you hit on exactly what I wanted you to hit on too. And what I wanted to say something about was you prep for it, just like you do physically, you build your mental capacity and your mental fortitude through practice and exposing yourself to more and more and more crappy environments, because that's how you build anything, right? Like you're, I, I love building, I love building my capacity and tolerance for my work, which I haven't told you yet, but I want to talk about this on another pod, but to, to say it quickly, you know, I like building that because you always can expose yourself to more and half the battle is just accepting more load and then seeing how you react. And if you force yourself to, you can always take on more than you, you think you can. And I think the same thing goes for that marathon training for you, Jonah. And although you trained, you didn't train and run 26 prior to that, you were gradually building your mental fortitude as well as your physical fortitude to be able to expose yourself to those environments and be able to still push past it. Because imagine you going from 10 to 26, you would have a horrible time. You would immediately burn out mentally because you're, you haven't even fathomed that yet. The idea of running 26 physically or mentally for that matter. And I can actually speak from experience and I am not proud to say this as a physical therapist. I had a race. I, I signed up for a 15 K it's the gate river run here in Jacksonville. It's a, it's a huge race besides the Donna marathon and everyone comes out for it. And it's a 15 K and I signed up for it two weeks prior. So I ran probably four times prior to running that 15 K and that was nine point. I think it was like 9.2 or 9.3 miles of 15K. But I uh, I only ran four times prior to it. And it was like the most I did, I think, was f- six. That was the most I did. And it was like the weekend before. So I had no, no preparation at all. Horrible job on my part as a physical therapist. 
do not listen to my advice. Don't do that. Um, and so I, I definitely succumbed to my, uh, the conditions of the race. It was extremely hot, extremely humid. I wasn't ready for it. There was a massive bridge that people talked about that ended the race. It's like the last mile and a half of the race is just straight uphill on a bridge. And then you go down the bridge and you finish. And it was extremely hot. I thought I was the only one that was going through it. So I'm running this thing at like a 815 pace for the first five miles, which for someone who doesn't run frequently is a pretty fast pace, especially mm -hmm. in the Florida heat. Yeah. And so even during that, I, I started to die out because the heat started to get me. And so I started slowing down and I had to walk for a solid mile and it, I ended up finishing up doing decent. But during that time, I literally thought that I was going to have a heat stroke or pass out. And there was several people on the race that actually ended up doing that. So that was a circumstance where I, I pushed myself extremely far, but I knew my barrier just through my, my own understanding of the body and what I should listen to. And there was no immediate signs that I needed to slow down until, you know, probably about mile seven where I was really starting to struggle. And I realized that. And so I stopped and started walking, but even then I look back and I said, I say to myself, like, I probably could have pushed past that. And I think that was me kind of like letting my mental take over because I didn't know physically what my barrier was since I'm not a runner. And so you get Jonah on one end who trained very well for it. And then you take me on the other hand, which is horrible to say as a physical therapist that I didn't train very well for it. And you see the two differences as Jonah was able to push past that and maintain a strong pace, even despite, you know, the six extra miles he had that he hadn't previously run. And then there's me who trained horribly for it and had to slow down and walk because I wasn't mentally or physically ready to take on that type of yeah. you know, race. Yeah. So. Yeah, and to clear to clear up what I was getting at before, because I do this all the time, I get totally lost in my thought in the middle of it and just ramble. But when I talked about being prepared and exactly what Andrew's alluding to now is, yeah, for three months I suffered and and got myself mentally prepared for what the physical would feel like. And that's that's what we're talking about. Because the first three miles that I ran in that prep absolutely sucked. But then the next time that I ran was four miles the next day. And I had a remembrance and idea of what it felt like the day before. And so every day it got a little bit easier, a little bit easier. And so you're not only building your physical cardiovascular endurance and everything up, but also your mental because you know what to expect. You know what it's going to feel like. And you know when you get to a certain mileage or to a certain point, what that's going to feel like, what it's going to be like. And that was a huge learning process along the way that was very, very important. So you know, you're not just putting on miles to put miles on and get used to that feeling of uh, the, you know, the physical feeling of it, but also the mentality and the mental of it all. So for instance, the um, second long run that we had, because it would be every Saturday was our long run. Our second long run was 11 miles. Um, a half marathon is 13.1 mile. <laughs> I don't know why I had to think about that. Um, so it was 11 miles and had never ran 11 miles before, obviously. So I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm running. It was, a, it was really cold. We're in February at this point, like mid-February, super cold. Had to convince myself to even go and run it that day because it was so cold. And I am about eight miles in to it or nine miles into it and in pain, really, really bad knee pain and, uh, and hip pain that hadn't experienced before, not in a long time. 
and mentally I was already at the most I've ever ran and I'm hurting. And the question was, do I stop now or do I just keep going? Because it's, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's still, it sucks right now. And I still have a couple miles left. Like, do I just keep going? And so I got to mile 11 and in my mind, mentally, I had been in a lot of physical pain for a few miles and that half marathon, that goal of hitting the half marathon was two miles away. And I'm like, it's two more miles. I might as well just continue to suffer this out and feel it and, and just endure it and say that I did it and be happy about that, which ended up being a mistake, which is a great learning experience for me. I did this stupid mistake. People that actually know how to train would be like, you're an absolute idiot for this. So I pushed through, ran 13 miles in absolute agony. I had the worst, the worst runner's knees for a week and a half. I could not, I could barely walk for a couple of days after that. And it set me back like a week. And so that was a huge thing I learned about like when, when to know when to stop, when is it no longer worth pushing the limit physically because it's going to set you back. It sent me back a week of training when I had only three months, which is a short window already. So it was a stupid mistake, but a valuable one because I knew where my limits were physically before I hurt myself. But then I also gained that valuable information on, I know mentally what it's going to be like when I get to this mileage. And that helps you when you're, when you're training and when you're doing other things too, because you can start to, you know, when you're running that, that far of a distance, you want to build up enough mileage where you're not in a, a great deal of pain at only 13 miles into a marathon. You want to still be feeling pretty good. Yeah. So it was, it was things like that that helped me along the way to develop my mentality and know when to stop and when to, and when to keep going. When I knew that I had more because I had pushed that limit before. So we just keep coming back to the same thing and it's about your preparedness and, and pushing the boundaries during it. Yeah. I actually, I remember that pretty vividly because, uh, I, I was in the group, we were in the group message together. We, there was a couple, there was a bunch of guys oh, yeah. that were all training for it. And I had originally said that I was going to likely come back for the Pittsburgh marathon. And at this point I was post gate river run. So I had already experienced all the suck of that. And I was like, Oh yeah, let's continue to run. So I actually, <laughs> I started running so much after gate river because I was addicted and it helped me understand my patients a lot better because I treated a large running population here. And so I started I started running so much during that time too, Jonah. And around the same time, I was doing I was doing 10 miles down at the beach too. And we would all be texting. I'd be texting from afar and we'd be like talking and sending Strava screenshots. Remember all that? And we'd yeah. send each other because it was a great, I mean, we're talking about cultivating a good team and having a small circle. That's what we're talking about is you're and pushing each other. Yeah. Accountability, yeah. And, and that was a good one. Um, but to, to circle back now, I, I wrote down some notes. And, and so I think it's important to, to delay your, your, or I'm sorry. Yeah. To delay your immediate gratification for temporary suffering. That's a huge part of anything physical or mental is understanding that it, the pain will end just continue to push because we all think in our head, I'm pushing as far as I possibly can. And then you go an extra mile and you're like, okay, this is definitely the limit here. And in Jonah's case, he did two extra miles. He said, no, this is definitely the limit. Now he fell to the next day, but he also learned, yes, 
injury can happen if you're stupid enough to run two extra miles and what was planned, but also you push yourself further than you ever have. And I remember you texting me, you said, I, I w- was only supposed to run 11, but I ran 13 because I was, I just want to keep enduring that. And there is something powerful that comes from that too, is, you know, you're delaying your immediate gratification for just the suffering in the moment. And if you can hang there long enough, you're already outperforming a lot of people because a lot of people will just be like, I'm done. I, I don't want to go any further. This is all I need to do. And in fact, I wonder, there's probably got to be some good studies out there about telling yourself how many miles you're going to run. Because I know that, so if anyone knows me, I haven't run since like, Jonah, I don't even think we ran in college ever. I probably haven't run since like high school or something. Well, I mean, I've, yeah, but not like endurance running. No, exactly. I mean, well, f- for rugby, I guess, but you know, but endurance running. Same. Yeah. Endurance running. I haven't run in ages. Lifting has been my life for so long. So for me to run 10 miles is insane because I was never, I'm not a runner by any means in the past. I am now, but so what I would do though, is through building up tolerance for it, I would say, all right, I'm running three. So then you run three and then you say, I'm going to run four. And then you keep doing that and you keep going. I mean, if I told myself eventually I would run 10 miles at a decent pace, I'd say, you're kidding me. Right. But what happens is you just continue. It's a compounding effect. You continue to put in the work and you continue to build it up strategically and methodically so you don't injure yourself. You can like, you can meet those goals of yours. And that's the same thing that Jonah did with his training. I mean, Jonah's never run a marathon before and he was able to do it at a pretty dang good pace too. So you can push the through the temporary suffering and beyond what you can you think you can and delay that gratification until you know you finally meet that goal and and i think this is a good way to think about business too jonah you know i i was telling jonah before this that i felt when my physical is on an upward trajectory my mental is too i feel like i'm higher functioning when my physical is at its peak i feel like i'm more dialed in mentally because through the mental suffering you can also translate that well into the mental suffering and work not just through the physical aspect. And if you've been through any type of medical school, whether it's PT, optometry, you know, you're in a DO or MD program or whatever the case is, you know this because you have to push through X amount of mental suffering to get to the other side. And I think, I think that it served me really well in business and in my career whenever I was able to push past that too, because you realize that through your physical suffering and mental suffering through those physical challenges, you can do really well in your career too, and, and take on more than you think you can. Um, and I mean, yeah, John, do you agree with that? that? Yeah, it's a really good point and a way to bring it around to not just marathon running or weight training, but in your everyday life at work as well. That mental toughness is not just a f- being able to run really far and endure that pain. It's being mentally tough where I got to get up at a good enough time in the morning where I'm going to go to work early and, and get ahead on some stuff, or I'm going to take on helping out and volunteering, even though I'm already really busy at work and I have other things in my life, or I'm going to do this extra thing. It's just about being mentally tough and knowing that even though it's going to suck, it's going to be really rewarding. And so like Andrew is saying, enduring that 
you know, the crap, the sucks, delaying that instant gratitude ends up being so much better in the end. But you have to just be a little bit, you have to have a little bit of mental toughness and develop that resilience. And it'll, it'll take you along, it'll take you far in life, not just physically, but also in your career and your relationships with people um, and everything. It's so important to have mental, mental toughness and resilience. Yeah, I love that word resilience. I think that's a great way of, of putting it, Jonah. And yeah, because it's, it's easy to get caught up in your in your day to day life and get down about your routine. And uh, all I do is go to work. And all I do, I come home and then I, I have to force myself to work out and then it's late and I just repeat, you know, over and over again. And if you if you get if you become a little bit mentally weak, and I'm not we all do that. We're all there. I'm not saying that you're a weak person for feeling that way. But whenever you start building some mental toughness and you start embracing that that schedule and being thankful for it and the other aspects of your life, your days will be so much faster. They'll be so much um, you'll be so much happier, which is what Andrew's saying too. Like he his physical routine and what he does elevates him mentally as well. And so sorry, my dog's barking. It's not it's not just about the physical. It'll help you in your everyday too. Yeah, I, I love that, Jonah. And I think I'm going to talk about something I think about kind of selfishly that I think a lot of, I know that you do too, Jonah, because you and I are cut from the same cloth in this. And we used to think this way in college and even through all of the school that we had. There's some, some, something in my mind that kind of just makes me happy when I know that I am doing and doing more and working harder than my competitor. And that's how I leverage myself mentally too, and physically because, and I always, I don't know, for some reason, I just love the idea of getting up early. And I like, that's something that I turned myself into whenever I was in college. And I think Jonah, you're, you're to blame for that too, I think, or thank either or, but there was something sick about us that, I don't know, six, the right word, but there was something about us that just made us so much more motivated knowing that there was no one else putting in that work that we were. So whether it was staying up late and getting the extra work done or getting up early before everyone else did and being and doing more than, than what they were. And that's another way to leverage yourself. And so I think how I'm going to tie this back into what we're talking about is pushing past the mental barriers that's something that I use to push past the mental barriers. When you don't feel like doing something and you feel like just taking an easier route, I think about, well, so-and-so would probably be sitting at home right now, not doing anything. They're probably relaxing, watching some TV, you know, doing whatever they, they want to do in their downtime instead of getting their butt off the couch and going in the gym. So I'm going to get up there and go. And who knows if they're doing that? I don't even, it wasn't about whether they were actually doing that, but I told myself that they were sitting on their couch being lazy. And I would do that when I get up in the morning too. say, you know, I want to outcompete the person. And maybe they're just a, maybe they're just a good friend. Maybe they're just someone that motivates the life out of you. And you're like, all right, well, he's, he's going to be up at five. So I got to get up at four 30. And then you start to really buckle down in what you're doing. And that's how I leverage myself when I am in mental suffering, if you will, suffering. I, uh, 
I, I think about that. I think about the people who don't want to put in the work or people who are maybe putting in the work and I know I need to outwork them. I think about that with you, Jonah. I mean, you're someone who motivates the crap out of me. And I think to myself, Jonah's definitely getting his stuff in. Like yesterday, you hit a workout and then you did a run after. And I was like, I lost yesterday. I did not get my run in and I have a race coming up too. And I was bummed because I know in the back of my mind, I was like, I need to go for a run and I didn't end up doing it. And so that was an example of where I should have leveraged that Jonah's motivation and Jonah's habits to help me get out there and get after it, but I didn't. And so typically when I think about when I'm on a long run or if I'm doing something in the gym and it's super early in the morning, I think to myself, my competitor's at home sleeping right now. I'm in the right place. Get it done and get out. And you're already starting your day off to on a, on yeah. a great foot, you know? Yeah, so. and it's, it's funny because I do the same thing with you all the time. It's like, yeah. we talked about this. It's like, I know Andrew's getting a workout in. On the weekends is when I feel the worst. <laughs> because we're, our weekends are always so busy. And I'm like, I know Andrew is working out today. I'm like, I fucking hate that guy so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I'm getting up like that yeah. in your life. It's so important too. But yeah, I had some things too that I wrote down. Um, you know, speaking of that, like resilient mindset, like um, it's all about like how to be resilient, right? So that's what we're talking about. One thing I love is that iron sharpens iron, right? And, what, and how I'm going to relate that to this is doing things that are hard, knowing it's going to be difficult mentally and or physically will help you develop that resilient mindset and attitude. So going into an activity, knowing that it's, it's so important to do this. If you want to build mental toughness and, and or physical toughness, going into an activity that you know is going to be hard, that you don't necessarily want to do, but knowing that be, afterwards you're going to be much better off, you're going to be much have much more mental toughness and resilience is so important. And, you know, that the other side of that is once you, once you do that, once you get past the big feat that you know is going to be hard running eight miles, running a marathon, squatting 455 pounds, you know, not only are you more mentally tough and physically too, but then you're also more confident because now you know that and I think that's where a lot of issues come with people is confidence. I struggle with that a lot too. But then you know. You know mentally and physically you can do it. You've, you've pushed past what you thought was possible. And it opens up a world of opportunity for you. Because now what you thought was the limit isn't even close. And so for you, it's almost like not that you're limitless. But just like I ran a marathon, I never thought that I could run 10 miles, 6 miles a year ago. You know, Now we're talking about the next thing is I would love to run half or a full Ironman or Andrew and I were just talking about he's bringing up running a hundred miles doing a hundred mile race. Now it's over the course of a few days, but still it, it just blows the top off of things for you. So having that, it helps you, it gives you confidence in yourself and your abilities. And that leaks into all other aspects of your life too, as well. Yeah. It's a domino effect. When you shelter yourself from difficult activities, or challenges like that. Um, it's only going to deplete your confidence. It's only going to weaken you mentally and physically. Um, it's going to hinder the chance of you progressing in life in any way. You can't be the one that 
just doesn't do it because, oh, that seems kind of difficult. I'm really comfortable in my comfort zone right here on the couch watching TV. Why would I go out and run three miles? Why would I do that? You can't have that mindset if you want to be successful in any capacity. If you want to be successful in watching TV, then yeah, you're going to be good. But <laughs> in anything else, it's not, it's not going to translate very well. Yeah. And you know what's great about building mental toughness and increasing your mental fortitude? You don't have to have talent to do it. You do not have to be the fastest. You do not have to be the strongest person out there. You do not even have to be the skinniest, the lightest, the, the, the biggest person. You can build your mental fortitude with no talent whatsoever. And you can outperform so many people just by being consistent and building up that tolerance. You can, do you think these people running a hundred mile races are running them at a six minute pace? No, they're not doing that. Well, maybe there's probably some people out there that are crazy enough to do that, but uh, half the people, do you think what's more important here, Jonah, seeing your name and seeing finish next to it or not seeing your name at all on the finish sheet? It doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it, but just getting it done is what's important. So if you and I run a hundred mile race and I don't finish and I try and run it at a six minute pace, but you try and just run it at a 10 to 15 minute pace and you finish and I don't, what's more impressive? You finishing. I'll answer that question for you because it doesn't matter. You don't have to have all of the talent or the smarts or the the parents that helped you raise you a certain way or no matter any circumstance doesn't matter. You can, you can outperform people just by increasing your mental fortitude and your willingness to succeed. And that's, that's a huge part of, of being a successful human being too. And, and whatever success means to you, it doesn't matter, but that's what's I think rewarding to me. And I think that's what's rewarding to you. And I might not be the best physical therapist, but I have people that know that I care about them. And I think the same thing for you, Jonah. And that's what matters is we get people better because we care. It's not about the numbers. It's not about how, how much we make financially. It's not about how many accolades we have. What matters is we care about getting people better. And we want to continue to do that. And we'll push the mental barrier as far as we can to help as many people. And whatever that means, whether it's in our career, whether it's on this podcast, whatever the case is. And just know that whatever you're going through right now is so important to build you into the person that you want to become and the person that you want to be. It's all necessary. So when you think that it's not necessary, it 100% is. And you need to you need to expose yourself to these painful environments mentally and physically because that is going to produce the the human being that you want to be if you want to be successful. And I think that's all everyone's ultimate goal. So understand that what you're going through is absolutely necessary for you to take your whatever it is, physical, mental, business to the next level and to outperform people around you and your competitors. Oh, yeah. that I love this stuff. Dude. You set me up. <laughs> I know. I'm like hyped Sorry, up from that. That was I great. Get so excited about this. No, but it's a hundred percent true. There's a very popular and famous quote out there, and I don't even know who coined this quote or whatever. But 
hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work yeah. every time 100% of the time yeah so it doesn't matter i used to i one of my biggest pet peeves ever is when you know people that family or family and or friends that would say like well, oh yeah you like you're just so smart we knew that you would be like you would be successful like you're just naturally very smart and that would have pissed me off i would accept the compliment and not be rude but deep down that that really irked me because nobody saw and when andrew and i talked about this so much this was a screensaver i had on my ipad forever too but everybody only sees the tip of the iceberg right you see maybe 10 percent. okay the other 90 percent beneath the water are the hours upon hours upon days and weeks and years of working our asses off and studying and grinding and being in the library being in the gym whatever um that then led us to that 10% of what people saw of getting the A's and, and becoming doctors. And it's not because we were naturally born with it. We're just like everybody average Joe's everybody else, but we made a decision to work our ass off. Um, so yeah, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work every, every single time. Yeah. And that, that applies to everybody in every situation. Just like Andrew said, no matter what part of the world you're in, no matter where you're at in the country, who's raising you or whatever doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. That victim mentality is toxic, man. It, it allows yeah. people to, and honestly, Jonah, the people that are saying that stuff are, are looking for excuses as to why they aren't where they want to be. Well, you know, Jonah got a 99. He's just naturally smart. I'll never be as, as exactly. strong as him, you know, in, in that regard. And I think that's BS because, you know, that's, that's not, that's not you accepting your failure. It's just saying, oh, well, he's he's naturally more gifted than me. So therefore I am not going to be able to compete at his level. Yeah. And that's just an excuse for for you know, you're not putting in the work. You're trying to make so. yourself feel better. Yep. But yeah, we'll Say um one second, Jonah. I think I can I could still hear you. There you go. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's just important to to know that and and that victim mentality is a toxic one, you know. So So yeah, we'll, so yeah, we'll probably start we'll wrapping start things, up, things here, up here. Yeah. I would assume. Yep. Um, but um I think it was a great topic. I, I love this stuff so much. It's uh it's awesome for us to talk about because it's something that everyone experiences, I think, throughout their life. And that's the goal of this pod is to, to give you topics that can relate to you, whether you're in business or physical or mental strengthening. I think that's everyone's goal is to be super successful. And, and if you can, if you can learn these habits and mindsets to help leverage yourself against your competitors, you're going to, you're going to definitely um, start to build, you know, extreme tolerance to mental and physical challenges that you experience throughout your life. And we hope this was super productive for you. We love talking about it as you can probably understand. Yeah. It's a very um, passionate so. topic for us. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think we should wrap it up there, but yeah, um, it was great talking Jonah, obviously yeah. always good talking to you, especially over this. So um, as be always, on the lookout. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the lookout for upcoming pods. We'll get another one coming out probably next Tuesday. Tuesday seems to be the day that we're, we're putting these things out. So, um, we also yeah. just put on our Instagram that we are looking for topics that y'all want to hear too. So 
be uh, be sure to follow the Instagram and and respond to us because we want to know how we're doing. We want to improve the experience for everyone here. And so um, let us know what you all want to hear. We can make it happen. We could talk about it. Obviously, if it fits, if it fits what we want our listeners to hear too. So um, we're definitely on board with it. Yeah. 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 And thank you guys again. again. We can't thank you enough enough for all the support. support. Um, Um, It's, it's awesome. awesome. It's more more than we thought we were going to get. So so. we're glad you're finding value in this and and keep listening and remember to, uh, to be one of none. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yep. And make sure to follow us on that. uh, The, what's it called? Jonah, the app, the discord, follow us on the discord. It's one of non nation. We're talking in there. And make sure you let me know if you're doing 75 hard. Make sure you let Joe know if you're doing 75 hard and we'll get after it together. So, all right, people. Thank you. Peace. Peace.